Welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another Broken Man podcast. This is episode number 2020. Man, I hope that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, as promised, I want to do the follow-up to the last podcast uh, talking about the rapture. And uh, the last podcast, if you haven't checked it out, please go back and listen to it. It might make more sense if you listen to that one first. But um, the last, what I was talking about before was uh, what would happen if the rapture doesn't happen? You know, what what happens if this long-awaited rapture, um, which has been kind of ingrained in the doctrine of certain denominations and churches over the years since the 1800s, the early 1800s, when it was first introduced, or I should say first interpreted, um, because I don't want to insult anybody. I, again, I'm not getting into an argument or discussion about biblical doctrine about the rapture. Okay, I'm not going to do that. This is, These are just scenarios that that both sides can be prepared for. And I think um, if you believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, it has nothing to do with your salvation. If you don't believe it, it has nothing to do with your salvation. If you're a Christian, if you're saved, and you know you're saved, then the, the belief in doctrine like that is not going to uh, suddenly take away your salvation. It's just not going to happen. Okay, so those of you out there that are worried that uh, it's going to going you know going to affect your your salvation, your ability to uh, be a Christian, and no, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with it. it. It's just one of the many arguments, unfortunately, between denominations and churches and people. It's it's. Uh, I don't know, and, and every time we have a crisis, kind of like what we're going through right now with uh, Trump and Biden and the whole election thing and, you know, everything, the coronavirus, you know, every every time we have a, a some sort of crisis like this, out of the woodwork will emerge a group of people, uh, organizations, churches, preachers, you know, uh, all these people will come out of the woodwork and they'll start claiming, they'll start setting dates. Like, like they'll say, well, uh, I, I was watching a video earlier and they were using, uh, signs in the, in the stars because it says in the Bible, there's going to be signs in the heavens, right? Uh, before Jesus comes back, that is, that is correct. However, they're attaching certain dates and, um, it clearly says in the Bible, no one, no one knows. The, the hour, the minute, the day, the month, the year that Jesus is coming back. Even Jesus doesn't know. Only the Father knows. Only God. He's the only one. And by the way, if you call God Jehovah or if you call Yahweh, you know, you, you use all these, uh, you know, because there's a lot of doctrine involving that too. And a lot of fighting and fighting about that as well. God knows who you're talking to when you're praying. God knows. Uh, he so so using the names God and Jesus. It's it's the same thing um, as 
the rapture doctrine, okay? Um, people, if you choose to call Jesus, uh, a, a, you know, another name that's in the Bible, then, you know, that's up to you. If you call God another name that's also in the Bible that, you know, that was referred to him or that he had in the Bible, that's up to you as well. If you don't, you just say God and Jesus. Trust me, they know who you're talking about. They know who you're talking to when you're praying. So, again, these things don't affect your salvation at all. They just don't. And people are so rabid. I mean, literally rabid about these, you know, stuff like this on both sides, you know. So, um, what this podcast is going to be about is what happens when the rapture does happen, what, what happens if millions of people, and, and honestly, I don't think it's going to be millions. Let's, let's be quite clear that I, I'm not sure it's going to be millions. Jesus said, narrow is the gate. And I don't think we realize just how narrow that gate really is. But nonetheless, we'll just say for the, the sake of this argument or the sake of this podcast, there's millions of people just disappear overnight. In the blink of an eye, they're gone right? So that happens. What happens next? If you're left behind and you're listening to this and this happens, uh, I'm going to give you a little, I'm not going to go through in detail. I'm just going to give you a rough idea because there's a lot of things out there, a lot of places you can go, a lot of books you can read. You can read the Bible. It'll tell you what's going to happen and it's going to be horrible. If the rapture happens and then we have this seven-year tribulation period, the things that are going to be done to people and, and, and the plagues and, and all the things that are going to happen before God's final judgment, um, it's going to be horrible. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be easy at all. Let's just start with the rapture happens. Millions of people are gone. Some of your family members are gone. Some of your friends are gone. Strangers are gone. Maybe you happen to notice that there is a connection between the most people are going to buy whatever excuse they're given by the government or by global government or by scientists or by so-called experts in the field of whatever field you want to call this. There's going to be an explanation, and people are going to buy it. Hook, line, and sinker, I guarantee you they're going to buy it. So some of you that don't get taken, some of you are left behind, and you happen to realize there's a pattern. Look for that pattern, because I guarantee you it's going to be that they all believed in Christ. Now, whether they were, quote-unquote, good Christians or quote unquote bad Christians doesn't matter because we're all sinners. There's going to be good so-called good Christians and so-called bad Christians from outward appearances. They're going to be taken if this happens. So you get, you have to put the pieces together for yourself. That is the key. The, um, common interest here is going to be Jesus, period. 
don't buy whatever explanation they give you. And it's going to be probably something to do with aliens could be, could be the alien invasion or the, uh, quote unquote, you know, we're making contact with aliens and that, and that's going to be an explanation. It could be a disease, a virus, hint, hint, uh, could be the, uh, could be the vaccination for said virus. That could be an explanation as well. Um, as most people talk about the rapture, they say that, you know, especially like if you've ever, excuse me, if you've ever listened to the, uh, or watched, or, uh, if you've seen some of the couple of movies they made, or if you've read the books, the left behind series, it basically people just disappear. Their clothes are left. So they're gone. There's a pile of clothes left where they were sitting, laying, standing, whatever. So you can literally be standing next to someone in the line at, at the bank or in line for food or something or driving down the highway. You know how that's going to be? People just disappear from behind the steering wheel. What do you think is going to happen next? Airplane pilots flying 50,000 feet or 30,000 feet or however high they fly. And they just disappear out of the cockpit. What's going to happen if both pilots go? <laughs> I mean, if you if you read the Left Behind books, you see the the, the devastation is is cataclysmic. You know, um, now there are signs you know that lead up to this. There's a uh, if you, if you again, I have to use the Left Behind series because that's the only series that I've read in detail. There are other authors that have their own spin on, you know, fictional tales and, and they, they use the rapture as this, you know, catechol or this event that happens. And then, you know, and they, they tell basically the same story just with different people, different characters in a slightly different way. But so I have to use left behind because, <clears throat> so I have to use left behind because it's the only one I've, I've read cover to cover every book and seen some of the movies. There's a, a series of events that takes place um, about the armies gathering together to attack Israel. And Russia's part of that. China's part of that. Iran, you know, and, and they attack. They all send planes like they're all sending planes to attack Russia and missiles or whatever or attack Israel. I'm sorry. And then miraculously, God saves Israel from the, these attacks. And that's what, and then shortly after that is when the rapture happens, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, and then that kind of starts the ball rolling, right? Um, so if you're caught up, you know, if you're caught up and you're taken, you're, you're great. You're wonderful. You're, you're in the presence of God and everything's great and wonderful, but there's going to be people left behind that still believe, but they just maybe for whatever reason, they never actually went you know, got bapt or well, and, and baptism was also one of those doctrines that, um, people will say that you have to be bad baptized and other people say you don't have to be baptized. Um, the Bible is very clear. You have to believe in Jesus Christ. That's what it says. So, um, some of the people you didn't go all the way, you know, you didn't believe all the way. It was all lip service. You went to church every Sunday and you put on a good act, but you're just not a Christian. I mean, there's a bunch of those out there right now, guaranteed. You're left behind, but you know what just happened because you've either been taught it, you figure out the the pattern, maybe you figured it out on your own, maybe somebody heard a 
not only not just this podcast, but other podcasts and other uh, shows and, and, and interviews and things like that over the years that you know that this is ding, 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 you know, flag, red flag. You know, I, I, I know what's going on here. So what happens is you immediately better give your heart to Jesus right then on the spot. You better do it because the, the things that are coming after this rapture, the average human is just not going to be able to deal with. A majority of people just aren't going to be able to deal with it. First of all, there's this man that's going to come on the scene that's going to be, um, everybody's going to love this guy. And, or thing. Because I still think that it very well could be some sort of human AI mixture or a human computer robot type, you know, something, some sort of supernatural abilities. This, this, this guy's going to have all kinds of abilities. Okay. And he, but he's the main thing is everybody's going to love him. He's going to bring the greatest peace, the greatest peace ever to this planet for three and a half years. So for three and a half years, the earth's going to be the best place ever to live. It's, it's going to be magical. People are going to be so fooled by this guy. So do not get fooled. If you're one left behind, I don't care how great this person seems. I don't care what they do for you. I don't care how peaceful you think this person is. Don't believe it. And don't fall for it. You give your heart to Jesus. And then you just try to survive. Because after that three and a half years, the hammer drops. He reveals who he actually is. The Antichrist. So at that three and a half year mark, suddenly... This great, wonderful person who's brought world peace, never seen before. Everybody loves him. Everybody worships him. He's got a one-world government. He's got a one-world religion. So you're going to see all the religions come together. You've seen those bumper stickers on cars? Coexist. Just coexist, dude. You know, you see those. That, that's all going to happen. All the religions are going to merge into one big giant religion. You're going to have a one world currency. All this is going to happen in that first three and a half years, and everybody's going to think it's great. It's wonderful. Nobody's going to have a reason to hate each other. But that's not true. That's not going to happen. That utopia doesn't last long. Once the hammer drops, those of you that have made it thus far, those first three and a half years, and you haven't begged for the mark of the beast or taken it in any way, and I don't know what that's going to be. Okay, don't, I'm not going to say what it is or what I think it is. Just trust me. People are going to beg for it. Whatever it is, people are going to be begging for it. They're not going to have to force people. But there are going there there will be a small group of people. I don't know how big. 
there's going to be a small group of people that will resist. That's when things get really bad for those people. They're going to be hunted down, much like the Nazis hunted down the Jews, you know, other countries hunted down people that they didn't like or didn't, you know, they hated. And they're going to do everything possible. And, and at that point, they're going to be able to track everybody anyway. So it's going to be hard. That first three and a half years is going to be hard to live. Because you're going to have to give up a lot of freedoms in order to live the way you have been previously. So you're going to get probably found out a lot sooner than you think. You probably won't make that three and a half years. It's going to be a very small group of people. I mean, you're, lo you're looking at the 144,000, the 12 tribes of Israel, uh, 12 times 12, you know. So um, those are going to be there to evangelize to other, other people. So there's going to be 144,000 Jews they're going to be a lot, you know, they're going to be out evangelizing throughout the whole world. They're going to come to Christ. They're going to realize that Christ was the Messiah. That Jesus was the Messiah they'd been looking for the whole time. So they're going to be out doing their thing. And they're going to be able to do it. But for the average person, it's going to be hard to live that three and a half years. You're not going to be able to go to work. You're not going to be able to eat. You're not going to be able to do anything without following their rules much like this coronavirus vaccine that could be forced upon us very shortly. They could make it to where you can't go shopping and you can't go to work and you can't go to school. There's a lot of, you need to be paying attention to what's going on right now. And I don't mean to scare people. There's going to be people that are scared, but you have to put your trust in Jesus. You have to understand this all has to happen. It all has to happen, every bit of it. Good and bad. So if the rapture happens, if millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people, however many it is, it's going to be a large group of people. And it's probably going to be somebody you know or a family member knows. But you're going to be aware. And, the, and a majority of people are going to be glad that the Christians are gone. They're going to be glad that they're gone. They're going to love it. Because, they're oh, finally, we're going to have world peace, dude. We're finally going to have world peace. All the Christians are gone. Because the Christians are the reason for all the wars and all of this and all of the persecutions and because they don't, you know, because they don't believe in homosexuality and, and, and transsexuality and, uh, they don't believe in murdering and looting and, you know, they don't, they don't believe in any of that stuff. Drinking and doing drugs and sex. We, we can just have sex in the streets now. Like animals. We can just be animals. There's probably going to be a lot of that. It, it, it's going to ramp up quite a bit. So just be prepared. I'm telling you now, if this happens, be prepared. Because you're going to probably see a world you never thought you'd ever see. You're going to find out just how, I guess, just how much Christians actually do for this world. And, and the thing about it is Christians shouldn't hate homosexuals or transsexuals. They shouldn't hate 
people who do drugs or have addictions to sex or, or whatever, drinking. We're not supposed to hate these people. We're supposed to love these people with everything that we have and, and then give them a chance to, to receive Jesus. Jesus loves them too. He loves everyone. We're all sinners. These are sins. We all commit sins every day. All of us. None of you are perfect. I'm as far from perfect as you can possibly get. So just keep that in mind next time you're pointing your finger at someone because of something you don't agree with. You know, we're supposed to love our enemies. We're supposed to love everybody because God does. Are we better than God? Are you better than God that you can just hate people for no reason? Or even if you have a reason, you're supposed to, you're not supposed to hate anyone. And that's, I have a hard time with that. I have a major hard time with that. It, it's, it's tough. Because we all talk about people, we all talk about things that are going on, and we do it every day. And we don't even realize that, you know, we're talking bad about people. They're not present. If you're talking about somebody and they're not present there to defend themselves, you're talking behind their back. I'm guilty. I'm definitely guilty. We all are. Whether we mean to do it or not, or whether it's malicious or not, we all are guilty of it. And it's not right. We're not supposed to do that. It's in the Bible. We're not supposed to do it. And th- but everybody tags Christians as being the problems of this world. And if the rapture does happen, the pre-tribulation rapture, I mean, the rapture is going to happen. There is gonna, going to be a rapture, but I'm talking about the pre-tribulation rapture. If that happens, people are going to find out just how much, just how much and how important those Christian beliefs were. Some are going to love it. Some are going to die full, you know, head first. They're going to love it. It's going to be a big, giant party for them. And those people are probably lost, and they will remain lost. Now, there's a chance that they can be saved, but um, there's no guarantees. So all these people disappear, get on your knees, accept Jesus Christ. That's, that's pretty much it. Some of the persecution you can expect, you're going to have them killing people. Um, I know in the Left Behind series and other series, they talk about the guillotines, bringing out the guillotines. I've said on this podcast myself, I'll happily run to the guillotines before I denounce Christ, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to pick you out, and you're going to denounce Christ and accept our religion, or we're going to cut your head off, or we're going to murder your family in front of you, or you're not going to be able to do anything. You're going to have to live in the streets, and then, no, they're going to pick you up there and put you in an internment camp. They might just put you in prison right away. But do not renounce or denounce or stop believing in Jesus because they tell you that. Under no circumstances are you to do that. Because once you do that, that's it. Once you accept whatever it is that they're giving you as a substitute for Jesus, you don't get to come back from that. There is no coming back. Everybody on this planet is going to have a chance. 
whether it's before or after or during or whatever, uh, this, this pre-tribulation rapture, you, you're going to have some kind of chance to come and, and find Jesus. He's always there, but it's up to you to find him. He's not hard to find, by the way. So if you're left behind, I strongly suggest the very first thing you do is give your heart to Jesus, period, and mean it. Because maybe you didn't mean it before. Maybe you thought you had, maybe you thought you were saved, and you really weren't. Some of those people are going to become angry at God because he left them behind. I've been going to church every Sunday, and I've been donating my time, and I've been tithing, and I've been doing this, and I've been doing that. But he didn't take me, so it can't, you know, some people are going to think can't be the rapture. That's the danger. There, just like there's a danger of uh, when a rapture doesn't happen, there's a danger if the rapture does happen and those people that were going to church, they're going to tell everybody this was not the rapture because if it was the rapture, I would have gone. Why didn't I get taken? Because I do everything I'm supposed to do. They really don't. But they, they, they think they do in their head, and they think all of these works that they've done over the years qualifies them for heaven. But works don't get you nowhere. you got to have a solid relationship with Jesus, period. So that's one of the main dangers is those people are going to deceive other people that may have been leaning towards, hey, weren't all these people going to church? Weren't all these people this? Weren't all these people that? Weren't they Christians? And then these other people that were thinking they were like Joel Osteen, you know, again, salvation is not my thing. That's between them and God. But I'm just looking at from the outside looking in, you know, Joel Osteen is a false prophet. He is a uh, well, he's a lot of things. None of them are good. Well, he's a good BSer. <laughs> he's really good at that. He's good at sales. Should have been a salesman, probably. Well, he is, I guess, kind of. If you look at the mansion he lives in, he's a pretty good salesman. So these people are going to fool other people and say, you know what? Christi Christianity's garbage because I was, I did everything I was supposed to do and I wasn't taken. So now. Um, I think you should follow, you know, who cares what religion we follow now? So just follow the new world religion, the new one world religion. It doesn't matter in the end anyway. Cause they're going to come up with some great story. I'm sure to fool people. And they're like, yeah, we'll sign on the line. We'll do this. We'll, we'll, we'll take your money and we'll do this and that so that we can live the normal life that we always have, even though it's, that's not going to happen either. Just say no not going to happen. It's kind of like the Democrats that voted for Biden think that they're going to get special treatment when all this, <laughs> when all this persecution starts, they think they're going to get special treatment because they voted Democrat. I got news for you. You're just the biggest fool as everybody else. You're, you're the same. You're the same kind of fool. So, um, so that's, I guess that's the two things you got to watch for. Number one, 
you figure out who was taken, you get on your knees and you ask for forgiveness, you repent of your sins, you ask Jesus to come into your heart, and you mean it with everything you have. And then you try to survive. Uh, most likely you won't. Just saying. They're going to they're gonna kill millions. Trust me. Um, number two, watch for people that were in the church, especially major, popular, famous people, mega church pastors, you know, video pastors and TV pastors. Be very careful because they're going to easily be able to sway the members of their congregation that did not get taken. And they're going to use the excuse that, well, we were Christians too, and we didn't get taken, so this is all BS. It's either going to be all BS, so you can follow the new world religion, or it doesn't matter because, you know, obviously it's garbage because I didn't get taken, you know, so it's all garbage. All religion is garbage. Uh, Atheists are going to be happy for a minute. (laughs) They're going to be happy for a minute. Um, But because all their happiness and all their joy, the Antichrist and his minion and the, uh, you know, the Pope and all these people, they're going to be involved in this. Uh, They're all going to be happy for a little bit, but it's all going to end. It's going to be a hot, very, very hot ending (laughs) for all these people. So uh, you don't want to be one of them. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's what to expect. If uh, it's very simple, you know, all the other stuff is pretty much, you know, it is what it is. Uh, There's going to be different variations and tales and stories about what's going to happen during the tribulation. Uh, But for the basics, the very first thing you do, give your heart to Jesus. The second thing you do, don't listen to people that said they were Christians but didn't get taken, and now they're trying to convince you that Christianity was wrong and the Bible was wrong. You know, um, be very careful and don't fall for anything and don't take the mark whatever the mark is, don't take it. And and here's the key thing with the mark. Okay. Whatever it is, if it's a vaccine, if it's a microchip, if it's whatever it is, number one, initially millions of people are going to beg for it in the beginning. Okay. Uh, number two, you, you got to be careful with how you determine what is the mark. I think we're probably going to know. I think we'll know. Um, just as an, just let me give you a short example. Cause I, I know I'm kind of running along, but, uh, let me give you a short example. They come out with this coronavirus vaccine and they say it is mandatory to have this vaccine to keep your government benefits, to apply for government benefits, to have your children in school, to uh, have a business open. You're going to have to have this, you know, and everybody involved in your business, you workers, coworkers, everybody's going to have to have this vaccine. There could be a hidden clause, but they have to make it public. I mean, it's going to have to be, you got to understand in order to choose the mark of the beast and to lose your salvation, 
or never be able to attain salvation after that point, there has to be, they have to tell you that your, I think personally, this is my opinion. I think they have to present, present it against Jesus. So in other words, um, there's gotta be something in the writing or in the, you know, people talking about it and stuff that, that has to be very clear that you are giving up your, uh, salvation or, or basically that you are denouncing Jesus as well as just other stuff. There has to be something in there. And, and here's the thing. A lot of people, uh, at that time, that's why it's kind of a thing to believe, you know, uh, a, a pro, I guess, into believing the pre-trib rapture is a uh, majority of Christians are going to, are, you know, that I know are going to say, Nope, ain't taken. And I won't, I'll, I'll take death, whatever. They're going to beat me to death, whatever guillotine doesn't matter, but people are going to know they're going to have to fool people first. So there has to be some sort of, um, if you take all the real Christians out, if God takes them out, raptures them out, a pre-trib, then that would open up the door for more people to beg for the mark, and they won't even believe in Christianity, or they won't even they won't even have a belief. So a majority of those people are going to beg for this mark. So in a sense, a pro for a pre-trib rapture, that is a pro. That's a major pro. That before just let's just say before this vaccine becomes available or before they actually start forcing it on people that there has to be a rapture. If you believe in the pre-trade rapture, because then they're going to include this, uh, in this big manual of, well, here's what you can't do. If you don't take the vaccine, here's what you can do. And there's another list and it's all the stuff that you can't do, but also part of the reason is you accept their religion, their one world religion and denounce your own or denounce Jesus. It's got to be in there. People have to voluntarily give up their salvation. You see what I'm saying? Do you kind of understand what I'm saying? I know I get twisted up and I don't explain things right sometimes. But in order for a mark of the beast, whatever it is, in order for that to take away your salvation, it has to be known to you that you're giving up your salvation in the first place. So just keep that in mind. If you're left behind, or even now, keep that in mind. Even if you don't believe, if, if the pre-trib rapture doesn't happen, and we just jump right into the seven-year tribulation period, and all the Christians going to have to go through that. If that's the case, keep that in mind as well. That there has to be a solid. That's why when people started saying that barcodes were the mark of the beast and. Uh, microchips are the mark of the beast, you know, all this different stuff. We are going to know as Christians, we're going to know what is the mark of the beast when it happens to us, when it is presented to us as you're going to give up Jesus and you're going to take this or you're going to die. It's, it has to be, it has to be approached that way. It has to be sold that way in order for us to buy it and lose our salvation. You see what I'm saying? Hopefully you do. But anyway, so there you have it. There's the, uh, there's the other take from, uh, last week's episode. Um, also, if you notice, I took the ads off the episodes, 
Uh, I never really felt comfortable, to be quite honest. I know it's annoying. Most of you probably spent I know I did. I just kind of zipped through it when I had to li you know, listen back to the show to see how the sound was and stuff like that. I, I just, I don't know, I just didn't feel super comfortable. And there is a way on Anchor if you would like to donate. I'm not going to, I'll probably just mention this once. There is a, uh, on the anchor site itself, there is a way to donate if you would, if you want to No, I'm not hurting a money or anything like that. It's just a, it's just there. If you want to donate fine. If you don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. Okay. God's going to take care of me no matter what. And with the ads on there, I was trying to do it myself again, not listening to God as I'm very famous for obviously. Um, and I've got another show planned. I actually had a couple more ideas and I might, uh, uh, push those, push one of those out before Thanksgiving. If I don't, and I don't talk to you, I hope all of you have as happy a Thanksgiving as you possibly can considering everything going on right now. Just enjoy your time with your family and friends, you know, share Jesus if you can. You know, do something a little different this year. You know, if you want to go donate your time, there's a lot of uh, homeless shelters. There's a lot of food pantries and stuff out there that feed the homeless on Thanksgiving. Go volunteer and help them instead of, you know, sitting in front of a big meal and getting fatter and falling asleep <laughs> like, like a lot of us do. So uh, thank you, each and every one of you, for supporting me. Uh, you don't have to monetarily support. Just you listening is enough support for me. Uh, I do appreciate it, and, you know, talk to your friends and family about Jesus. That's the best thing I can tell you, and hopefully that's the biggest thing you get out of this is to, number one, believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and that he died for you. He died for your sins, every sin from the time you're born to the time you die. He, he died for all of those sins, and it's a bunch of them. He suffered for us. And then when he died, three days later, he came back. He rose again. He fulfilled biblical prophecy, and he rose again and ascended into heaven. And he's coming back. He is coming back for us. Someday. I don't know what day it is. Nobody does. So if anybody tells you what day and hour, they're lying. Because they nobody knows. But when he does, whether it's a preacher of rapture or not, when he does, it is going to be glorious. And, and that word doesn't even come close to describing it. I hope I'm here to see it. I hope I'm standing with my loved ones as we're watching. And we just, I can't even imagine. I mean, we all have to stand before God in judgment. But Jesus is there to intercede. And that's what we should be shooting for. This life is just a blip on the radar screen. It's just a blip. All the supposed good times and things you have down here, it's not even going to come close to the way heaven's going to be. I'm telling you. And none of us deserve it. None of us. But with Jesus, we can get there. And that's all you have to do is believe. You believe in Jesus, and that's it. 
that will probably lead you to good works and it, and it'll probably help you to become a better person and do things for people and be nicer and 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 try to be more Jesus like but you'll never be perfect and you'll never accomplish 100% of that you just do your best do your best as a person as a father as a or excuse me as a dad and as a, a son daughter cousin brother you know do do the best you possibly can but he is coming back. I, I, that's for sure. I know it in my heart. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for the support. And we will catch you again real, real soon. Again, if I don't talk to you before then, have a happy Thanksgiving. And we'll see you again. Or talk to you again real, real soon. <laughs>